You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, your chance to win. A four-pass to Wingfield Golf Club. The Flames' playoff chances are lower this morning than blank. The Flames' playoff chances mm-hmm. are lower this morning than blank. 960, 960, name and location. Some good ones trickling in. Yeah, they are. And uh, we'll also uh, play you uh, a, a rendition mm-hmm. of O Canada that went awry. Looks, uh, we'll do that uh, later on. But right now, it went. On the Atlas Pizza in Sportsbar guest hotline, uh, NHL author at Sportsnet, former NHL scout, we say good morning to Jason Bukula. Jason, how are you? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing okay. I'm sure I'm doing better than my friends in Calgary this morning, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, can you give us can you give us one reason to be maybe a little bit optimistic this morning? No. Okay. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> I, I, I've gone you know, I've gone you know, I watched I watched them real closely the last week. Uh tried to be as in depth and as fair on so many different levels and then you know, after the start that they had last night and the, the, the brain cramps that I see in such a key game, um, I just, I've run out of, I've run out of runway. I, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like it's exhausting. And uh, yeah. uh, um, it's just, it's puzzling uh, on so many levels, but um, I'm trying to eliminate the noise and I'm just trying to look at it strictly from, uh, you know, my view uh, from a hockey operations kind of uh, side of things. And, um, you know, obviously there's going to be a, a deep dive here at the end of the season. I mean, they have to run the table and if they run the table, that's no guarantee because if, if Winnipeg wins uh, six of their remaining games, they still eclipse what Calgary can do. So, you know, mm-hmm. even if Winnipeg goes like whatever, whatever they are, five and four, I don't forget, obviously Nashville's got the games at hand, but I mean, you know, yeah, they got winnable games coming up, but I don't know. It's, there's just, they're so unpredictable. I can't, I can't predict what's going to happen even in winnable games. Uh, I know that uh, we've had you on and you've talked about Jonathan Huberto and spoke glowingly of him. What were your thoughts on him being on the bench in the final 20 seconds of that game last night? Well, we've gotten to the stage. But let's let's just be perfectly clear. Jonathan hasn't been good enough this year. Um, mm. We have to figure out the reasons why, and let's not let's not hide from that. You know, I like Jonathan. Obviously, I've been, I'm invested in him just historically. Um, but you know, being on the bench at the end of the game, um, he you know on the cadre goal. You know, yes, he sets up the cadre. I guess you should just throw all your best horses to the wolves at the end and just hope for the best. Anyways, that's. <laughs> You know, if I'm coaching the team, I you know I, I understand where they're at, and um, but this is a coach that who's ever going that night, he seems to um, ride them, you know, a little bit more. He really likes those depth guys, um, and Lucic's line, you know, with Dewar, uh, they were they were going pretty good last night, right? So, but having them on the ice with two minutes left in the game with your season on the line, I don't think if we were all sitting here in September on a call saying that, geez, you know, they got to win a game and that's what it's going to be in the last two minutes of a game come end of March. I think we would have been, you know, laughing at ourselves if we said that. So, mm. you know, puzzling, I guess. But uh, when I feel back the onion, uh, Jonathan hasn't been good enough. Um, a whole bunch of these guys haven't been good enough. Kadri's dash 17 on the year. 
there's so much outside noise and I'm trying to ignore it. But uh, at the end of the day, these are well-paid athletes. They make a ton of dough. And their job is to find ways to win games and perform at the top of their ability in the best league in the world at the, uh, at the most pressure-packed time of the year. And, um, you know, this isn't on the GM. The trade living, uh, in my estimation, like I know there's a lot of noise in Calgary, but, I mean, honestly, would anybody else – p- people are passionate, but would have anybody else – given the, the hand that he was dealt, mm-hmm. not have made the deals that he would have made last summer? Like, ask yourself an honest question. If that was how you could come out of it, given what you're, you know, Gaudreau leaving to Chuck saying he's not, you know, given that circumstance, would anybody have said to themselves, this isn't a good return? I don't think anybody would admit that. So that puts it back on the players, and they just haven't been good enough. Plato have not been good enough. Um, but, but Jason, do we know for sure that maybe Tree um, went out there and, and made those moves to keep this team a playoff contender? Because this is kind of the, the theme I've been talking about the last week and a half here on this show is I'm not sure what the mandate of the ownership is. Is it legitimately to be a Stanley Cup champion? Because as we know, uh, the recipe in a salary cap era now is to bottom out and accrue so many draft picks that you can draft franchise-changing players, and then ultimately that can lead you to a championship. Maybe Tree wanted to tear things down. I know things got emotional with the way Johnny Goudreau left, and then the Kachuk saying he's not going to sign here long-term. And you're right, the trades he made were really good. But how do we know maybe the ownership said, hey, I want this team in the playoffs. I want that playoff revenue. Do what you need to do to keep this team competitive. Well, that's 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 a fair statement on your part. And my answer to that is that uh, I'm not an insider to to explore that that angle and give you a concrete answer. But what I can tell you is that my past experience, you know, in Florida when we were starting to get on the cusp of being good, is exactly how you just described it. So there's no question um, that you know owners want to keep the band together. To especially coming out of a you know, uh, limited revenue, well, zero revenue coming out of COVID and, you know, uh, new arena talks, hopefully on the horizon. There's a whole, so many other, this is the thing in Calgary. There's so many moving parts right now. I'm shocked. Like there's just so much going on. And I think your point is valid. I think that uh, absolutely the, the owner could have gotten involved in that. Uh, my experience is that they do. Um, and, uh, and figured that they could be uh, better than they have been this year. But, I'm on record saying that they should have. I, I like this team in in September, so mm-hmm. um, I actually thought that they were going to be much better than they are anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's hard for me to disagree with that. Uh, perhaps Trey um, was looking at saying, you know, we got to retool this. We can really stock the cupboards with uh, moving some of these players out, um, not to draw, but uh, to Chuck and and uh, you know establish a massive draft capital board. I.e., I'm not saying like Mike Montreal Canadian like, but you know, the Habs are very, very close guys to being really good. Like they're pretty quickly. They're going to be, they're going to be very good for a while. So um, it's hard for me to disagree with your, uh, with your comment there. Have you seen improvements in Jonathan Huberto's game? Do you, do you have a center that you think he's played well with? Because I think at this point you start looking towards the off season and he's the guy who's going to start an eight year contract next year. So what are maybe some things that, you've seen that work with this guy that could maybe be looked at in the off season. I haven't seen enough continuity in, in the lineup uh, in, in a lot of different spots, not just for him, but for, 
for a lot of players. This this group up front, they need a complete reset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it also, you know, he came he came from Florida, and you know, playing with a guy named Alexander Barkov. I think mm-hmm. that's just uh, you know. <laughs> Hyperbowls the, the reality of how good Barkov is when he gets with a linemate that he can, uh, you know, when there's synergy between two players. And sometimes players have that and they and they thrive uh, and maybe they exceed what their real uh, baseline is uh, or, or even what their ceiling is, um, you know, because of that synergy between the two of them. I haven't seen Huberto um, have any consistent comfort, but you know what? I haven't seen a lot of them that way. Like last night, I just, you know, I had a hard time, even last night, I had a hard time finding Lindholm for a lot of the game. And, mm. you know, I just, um, I'm not making any excuses for Jonathan. He needs to, uh, he's sitting on 14 goals. In my estimation, he should have had about 25 by now, given some of the grade A chances he's given up through the course of the year. We've talked about it mm-hmm. uh, on the show together many times. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, He's discombobulated, uh, but but so is the entire group. Now, Mackenzie Weger has started to really come into his own. He's earned high praise from the coaching staff lately and, and was playing with Rasmus Anderson on the top pair for a little while there. Things have shuffled with the Chris Tanev injury, but have you liked the progression that you've seen from the defenseman? Yeah, you know, I think Weegs has been um, better. I mean, you know, on... On balance, when you take a look at his year, um, you know, he's down point-wise. Um, but, you know, he's still averaging close to 21 minutes a game, I believe. And he, he's a plus player. Like, you know, if you look at a couple of guys that came in, if you look at Kadri, who's dash 17, and Uyghur, who's plus 9, and plays those heavy, hard minutes against, uh, you know, top six opponents, um, on balance, I would say that he's improved. He's done a better job. Um but again, at this time of year, so, uh, you know, I'm just looking, I'm, I'm trying to look at the context of where we're at right now in a must-win game last night. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but in the last five minutes of the game, um, even weeks, I felt like they, they got really tense with the puck. Like, I know he, he, he hit Jonathan Quick in the chest with that one grade-A chance, but if you look at how they distributed the puck in the last five minutes and how they executed with the puck, the group is, it's like they're, it's like they're tense, you know, mm-hmm. like the puck was bouncing off Weger's stick on the blue line and he, uh, he fanned on a couple of backhand passes and just, uh, I don't know, like he, he's better, he's better, he's been better, but I can say this for a full season, like a full season, he's got more to give too, but, uh, but he's not on the top of my list in terms of, uh, of disappointments this year. Now, like that's an interesting point on, on him as well. They're playing a little bit tense. They've looked more tense at home over the last little bit. And granted, over the last three weeks, they've had a couple of games that they haven't played well, and the fans have booed them off the ice. They allowed two quick ones in the game prior to this. So there's maybe some reason for some nerves. But what could maybe the players do to work through things like that when – home ice doesn't necessarily feel comfortable. Well, I think that what you want to do is you want to simplify it and you want to get some of the tension out of your limbs. And and the, the easiest way to do that is to get pucks down deep behind the opponent. And let's go to work physically. I mean, one of the things that I always liked about Calgary was that they were kind of a throwback a little bit, you know, heavy hard. And, you know, let's get some of the tension out of our body by, you know, playing more physical, playing more in your face, getting more emotion. Like you think back to that, 
New York Ranger game coming out of uh, the All-Star break, I believe, or yeah. right around there, right? Yeah, right out um, of it, yeah. Yeah, like, I think we were all like, this is this is a moment. Like, I felt like this is a moment. This team is, they're coming together, and they're going to play with the, with an identity and the emotion required down the stretch. Um, but looking back on that now, it was somewhat of an anomaly. And I wish that they would do a little bit of that. I mean, you know, especially coming off the road, you know, they haven't really, this is an entire team. Those little, those little road trips, two games here, whatever. Um, at this time of year, the emotion should take over anyways. Um, in the first 10 minutes of the game last night, 15 minutes of the game, let's get pucks deep. Let's, uh, let's play physical. Let's, let's, uh, you know, get some of that tension, you know, out of our game and, uh, and set the tone. And, and, you know, they weren't able to establish that. And, you know, the brain cramps, um, you know, I, I just, the two, the two goals in the first period, they're from the exact same play. Yeah. The NHL. And there's a long range outlet from almost the goal line in the right to the right of the goaltender in Las Vegas zone. Every time Vegas gets the puck down low, Eichel gets the puck. Their two wingers are sprinting through the neutral zone. That's how they play. They're a long-reach team, and that's and, and they attack quick that way. Everybody knows it, but Zadorov is standing still, and you know he skates right past them. I, he's he's caught in no man's land. Mm-hmm. And then the next one's a you know a quasi you know half line change or whatever. So if you establish yourself physically, if you establish yourself to get the stress out of your game, I think your mental side of your game there's an uptick right away because you're into it. And I just felt again last night, they weren't into it early. Jason Bukula, NHL author at Sportsnet, former NHL scout joining us here on the Atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline, big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Obviously there's a, there's a ton of talk about the head coach, of the Calgary flames. Uh, Jason, what are some of the signs you look for when the players kind of start to tune the coach out? Well, the obvious is the noise that starts to creep out of the dressing room, of which I'm not a fan of. I'll, I'll say that right now. But it is pro sports, and it is a it's a popular marketplace. Um, but you know, when you have players that are that are or agents that are voicing their opinion in media and, and outside, that's that's one thing for sure. Um, the other thing is just straight up body language and, and the way that they go to the bench and. You know, some of these guys, they look like that novice hockey player who made a mistake and they've got that coach who yells at them all the time and they're like, you know, afraid almost to go back to the bench. And um, But, you know, guys, this is the coach of the year last year. The team had an identity last year. He, you know, he pushed all the right buttons last year. Um, this isn't just on the coach. This is on the entire group. And um, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't, I'm, I'm the last guy to come to talk to. To, to, to say that multi-million dollar athletes should be uh, given a pass because they're uh, not happy with their coach. Scotty Bowman won a whole whack of Stanley Cups, and he's on record saying that all I need is is uh, the teeter-totter in the room. If we're dressing 20, I just need 11 on my side. So, I mean, you know, it, you just got to figure it out. But I watched them go down the tunnel last night after the game, and I'll tell you, like it looked like a funeral procession. Um, so this group is, uh, they're lost guys. I, I don't know how else to put it here right now. They, they, they're lost. They, they're lost. Um, is, is there any explanation to you how this team, and, and I get it and I completely agree with you. The body language was not ideal, but uh, since December, uh, they got the most points in the Western conference on the road. And yet it's just yeah. a different team on home ice. Like what, what do you have any reason for that, Jason? 
Well, again, I think that you simplify things on the road and, and you can, you know, generally speaking, uh, teams in the league uh, play uh, more of a low event game on the road than they do at home. That's, that's kind of always the way it's been. Um, if you look at, and I know they're not a very good team, but um, I was interested to see in Anaheim the other night after getting blown out in LA, how they would set the tone to start that game. And, you know, Cadbury's line with Richie and that like right away, get it deep, muscle people down low, um, and, you know, they got a result out of it. Generally speaking, I find that when they're on the road, they play more like that. You know, it's it's more like uh, – it's more low-event hockey, maybe a little bit more stress-free, um, and they get a result for some reason. It is curious, isn't it, though, because, you know, you should be able to get a preferred matchup line-wise at home, and uh, you're sleeping in your own bed, and – I think it just speaks to the stress of uh, of the group. Uh, they they clearly are not in a good place when they're at home for a variety of reasons, and I think that part of that is outside noise starts creeping into the room, and uh, they can't escape it. Uh, Jason, a lot of Flames fans, uh, I think, eagerly awaiting uh, Matt Coronado to make his Flames debut, hopefully here. Well, not for him. Hopefully his team goes deep but potentially making his NHL debut with the Calgary Flames here to wrap up the season. Uh, what should they expect out of him? So, you know, I'm on record saying with Matt Coronado that um, I was a little bit concerned, not a little bit concerned. I, I thought, thought that he had to go to another level with his pace. And I've really broken them down quite a bit going into the tournament. They play Ohio State today. Um, Ohio State has a real good goaltender, Jacob Dovish, who's a Montreal Canadian draft, huge, huge body, like 6'6", and whatever he weighs with 200 weight. It doesn't matter. He's massive in the net. And he could steal this game today. Harvard's a good team, but he, Ohio State could get a, could get a win out of this with good goaltending. So Coronado, um, what you're going to see when he does arrive, I've noticed his pace has actually gone to another level recently. So in a, in a five-game segment that I broke him down heading into the tournament, his his pace through the between the blue lines and his off the puck effort, like pace-wise, has actually been you know NHL worthy. And all I need him to be is average plus that way. Um, the rest of it, I really like guys. So. Um, power play for sure. Um, you know, as much as the Flames need a goal score, this kid's a shooter more than he's a distributor for me on the power play. So there's good news there um, on the horizon. I'm not saying this year, but on the horizon. Um, but skill, power play, 3F at worst, trending to be a second line uh, in time. And uh, the fact that his pace has gone to another level and his detail has gone to another level. Um, I didn't give him enough credit even recently. Uh, I'm much more comfortable with him right now. So definitely something for Calgary to look forward to. I'm interested on your thoughts on Dustin Wolf. The Wranglers right now are the top team in their division. They're the top team in the AHL for what that's worth, given that they don't all play against each other. But what do you think would be, you know, depending on how the next week or two goes with the Flames, what would be the incentive to bring him up for a couple games in the NHL before the AHL playoff race? Or do you think it would be best to just let him be cruised down in the AHL? I would just leave him where he's at now. Yeah, I would leave him where he's at. There's just no need for the distraction. Um, I mean, it'd be a nice story. It'd be nice for him. I'm sure it'd be feel good thing for him, but uh, it's not, it's not necessary. It's not required. He's, he's had a heck of a year down there. They obviously have uh, had a successful season. 
Um, leave him where he's at. Leave him. Uh, let that team just kind of uh, simmer going into the playoffs. They don't need. Uh, they don't need to lose him for a few days. He's, he's he's fine where he is. This is an organization that's gone out and signed undrafted college free agents before. Connor Mackey, Walker Dewar's having a great year, and he fits the bill there. Is there anybody that you're maybe keeping your eye on as uh, the Frozen Four National Championship weekend gets underway, and, and some guys' seasons are going to be ending that uh, might not be heading back to the NCAA? Yeah, like you know, yesterday Western Michigan got Western Michigan got eliminated by BU. Um, they've got a couple of players there. Jason Poland, twenty nine goals scored, led the nation in goal scoring at Western Michigan. Um, I think that the, the Flames, amongst other teams, are going to be in on him. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a guy that's uh, he plays fast. Uh, he's a he's definitely a shooter. Anytime he gets a chance to look at the net, he's he's directing pucks on goal, which is a good thing. I, I'm I'm all for it. Um, so I think that that's a name to look out for. The other kid that got eliminated last night that's going to get a contract for sure is Jake Livingston out of uh, Mankato, Minnesota State, Mankato. He's a six foot four, two hundred and five pound right shot defenseman. We all know how valuable those guys are, and and how people go. Uh, you know, they think everybody climbs over each other to get right shot D in the league. And you know, he's uh, I call him a two way D. Um, he's thirty five points in thirty eight games. I'm doing a little bit of this off, off my head, but thirty five and thirty eight plays all situations down there. The one thing with him is that for a big body, he's an area defender more than he's a bumper or a banger. So mm-hmm. um, he uses his reach, but uh, he plays at a, a college pace in his zone. He'd have to elevate his urgency um, pace-wise uh, to defend in the NHL. But there's a couple of good names there for you, and uh, I would anticipate uh, as early as tomorrow that you'll see those guys get signed by somebody. I just wanted to ask you about another young man who um, was drafted 12th overall, actually the pick before Matt Coronado. And I know a lot of Flames fans were hoping that Cole Sillinger was going to drop to that 13th pick in 2021. But uh, not a great sophomore season sent down to play in the playoffs in the AHL with the Monsters. Just a thought on how that could help a young man like that in what's been a tough year for him after he had a really good rookie season in Columbus. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example of a player who had, to your point, had a great rookie season. Um, things went sideways in Columbus, as we all know. Yep. And um, so um, what I find with, with, with young players like that, second-year guys especially, is if the group um, uh, dynamic starts to suffer at the NHL level, um, the support mechanism around you sometimes um, is wayward. And what I mean by that is that, so you got veteran guys who are struggling. So last year, if, if they're playing marginally better, they have more time for you as a young player. As they are trying to struggle or trying to recoup their game, they're struggling. They have less time. Mm-hmm. And so you get kind of stuck in this little nest that you're out on your own island. I'm now struggling. My support mechanisms around me aren't quite as in tune with me. It's a, it's a big ask. And, you know, I think that's part of the sophomore slump, if you will. I mean, the expectation is that you can figure out more on your own. There's nothing the matter with going down to the American League and uh, regrouping, if you will. There's nothing the matter. Cole Sillinger is a character player. He's going to be an NHL player uh, for years to come. Um, two-way forward character guy, um, you know, but regrouping, there's absolutely nothing the matter with that. Um, Jason, how did you, because uh, the World Championships are on the corner here, how did you approach the World Championships when it comes to scouting free agents? 
Oh, it can be dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) It can can be dangerous. Um, Dennis Malgan, um, of course, we had drafted him in Florida, traded him to Toronto. He goes home to play in the Swiss League, leads the league in scoring, goes to the Worlds last year. Uh, He's, you know, no pun intended, but he's all world at the Worlds. Um, It can be a trap. And um, if you haven't, as a staff, uh, put in the work from October well, in Europe especially, call it August um, until now. If you haven't put in the work and what you're going to do is just look at this next uh, that tournament, which is a, a marathon, if you're only going to look at that tournament and you're going to make decisions off of that, um, shame on you because, um, you know, guys might spike and it could be very misleading. So buyer beware. Trust your European scouts especially. Trust your director of pro scouting. And hopefully your player development people have had eyes on a player before the Worlds as well. Jason Bukula, NHL author at Sportsnet, former NHL scout. Jason, great stuff. Thanks for this. Of course, guys. Hey, have a great weekend. Hopefully uh, talk to you again soon. Uh, Absolutely. Um, There he goes. Jason Bukula on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. I guess less positive after Jason really laid it out there on Front Street. Well, I I wouldn't say that helped. (laughs) No. Uh, If you want me to go to Money Puck or The Athletic, that won't help either. So What's it at today? uh, Money Puck's at 10. Athletic was at like 16 yesterday, so it'll drop today. Oh, boy. Well, that How many us... ping pong balls is that, George? Uh, not many. Um, well, if, if you have 16, a bowl, a fish bowl, a fish bowl, there's ten in and there. And you put ten in there. One's orange, and you made one of them in the orange color. Yeah. Now you had to pick that one out on your first try. Yep. Is that how that works? Uh huh. Okay. Might try that when I get home. See how it goes. Not good. Oh. Okay. But when it comes to the Connor Bedard draft lottery, uh, it should be a frozen. <laughs> Lottery ball that goes to either Chicago, Montreal. It's pretty much it. We don't want to see him in Vancouver. Although the Canucks are red hot right now, winning all these meaningless games. Just cruising. Because like, that's what they do. What do we got here? And then it'll be like, Biasi's <laughs> like, you know what? Canucks really finished strong. Maybe we'll be a playoff team next year. What do you think their record is in the last 10 games here? Uh, eight and two. Bingo. Yeah. Red hot for no reason. Targets. Rick Tukit's got them playing right now. So... Right now, they are 25th in the NHL. Why? On March the 1st, they were 27th, so they haven't actually jumped up that much. Okay, but still. But nevertheless, the point still stands. Yeah, two two spots is big uh, when it comes to this draft. Thatcher Demko yep. comes back, but he only had stopped 17 of 19. It's but, not like... But they also might trade him in the offseason here or at the draft. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, which I don't know why. Like... Because they clearly don't want to strip this thing down. They well, just want to, quote, retool. If you're talking about, like, what's the mandate here? Like, is Vancouver not oh, no. Exhibit A? Yeah, no, they're the they're the poster child yeah, of, of, of mediocrity. Of we don't know what and, we're doing. And being stuck in NHL purgatory. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they do. What, although, we can get Oliver Ekman Larson? Although when they sucked. For our ninth overall pick? Although they sucked. Please! When they sucked, they got um, Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. Yeah, but then they didn't continue to suck. They thought they were way better than they were, and now they are in purgatory. Yeah. And uh, immediately when they signed that JT Miller contract, they immediately regretted it. 
Was it immediate? Was it five immediate. minutes? Was it probably second? Twenty four hours. When the ink dried, they were like, "Oh no, we shouldn't have done <laughs> They're that." They're like, one. "Wait, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> okay, I guess it's not even smudging. Um, the Flames' playoff chances are lower than blank. The Flames play. Oh, it's Friday though. The Flames' playoff chances <laughs> are lower than blank. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location on the text line. We're giving away a foursome to the Wingfield Golf Club. We'll do that straight ahead. Um, we'll play you a version of O Canada that went awry last night between the Maple Leafs and the Panthers. And we'll talk more about that 3-2 loss to the Golden Lights last night by your the Calgary Holden Knives. The Holden Knives, yes, <laughs> as my current girlfriend would say. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. Friday, it's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, the voice of the Flames for Sportsnet 960, Derek Wills. Um, Derek always tries to find a, a positive on things. It's getting tough. It's getting tough. Especially when this is a team that has like no rookies or really young players, especially that are playing right now, where you're like, well, at least you can look at a little bit of progression here in Walker Dewar's game. 26-year-old Walker Dewar. Yeah. Or like Jacob Pell. No, he didn't play last night. Yeah, that's kind of the, or the night before. And uh, the voice of the Sharks, Dan Rosanowski, going to join us at 830. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to him, too. Want to get his Long thoughts time on, voice um, of the Sharks. Yeah. Want to get his thoughts on uh, Eric Carlson's season. I'm a humongous fan. Yeah, you have a, <laughs> you have a disdain for EK. EK65. Yes. I just. He's going to win the Norris, too. And it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. It's going to drive me absolutely bonkers. You know what really drives me bonkers? Uh, who wins the Lady Bing? Because I'd always really fix in my craw every year. Yeah. They should get rid of the Lady Bing trophy. What a the hill to die on. gentlemanly player. What a hill to die on. You know I have weird takes. Yeah. That... <laughs> Eric Carlson winning the Norris is a real discussion. Yeah. Getting rid of the Lady Bing? Like, like why do we even have it? Like, what an embarrassing trophy to win. I don't know. I'm the most gentlemanly player. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'm going to skate by you now. Like, it's the dumbest thing. I, like, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. It's the Lady Bing. Okay. Who cares? All right. I see some dude, like, pick up someone else's stick, and I'm like, Lady Bing. Yeah, we saw that in the uh, the game earlier this week. Yeah, against the Kings. Anaheim. No, no it, was it was not Anaheim. the Kings. It was Anaheim. Yeah, it, was it was the it... Toronto win and Coleman back his stick. Yeah, only teams that are well out of the playoffs do that to their opposition. Yeah. You don't do that when you're in a playoff race. Yeah, there was a clip from years ago. I think it was, I don't even know who was playing. The stick fell into the, into their bench, and the guy on the bench grabbed a stick and just broke it and then handed it back to him. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I like when the players do the big stomp on the shaft of the sticks, yeah. like after a scrum. Yeah. Just like one down on the, all right. $400 twig. Yeah. yeah. Hope that wasn't the lucky stick you scored your last yeah. six goals with in five games. Uh, we're taking the text Snap. messages. Uh, they're coming in um, hot and heavy here. The Flames uh, playoff chances are lower than blank. The Flames playoff chances are lower than blank. Uh, 960, 960, name and location. Flames lost 
three two last night. Um, do you want do you want to put a smile on your face before we get to uh, some text messages? Is this going to put a smile on my face? Is this just going to make yeah. me angry? I think I saw this and it made me angry. Um, so last night uh, between the Panthers and Maple Leafs game in Sunrise, uh, obviously uh, the national anthem was sung on uh, both fronts. And uh, they do that every game. Yeah, Ryan James was the anthem singer last night. And uh, fake name for sure on social. You can never trust two people, uh, somebody with two first names. Yeah, that guy's definitely. Yeah, I know. So Ryan James um, posted a pic on social media of him shirtless. Yep. Saying, oh, got to learn O Canada before I go (laughs) sing it. And it's the most douchiest photo. It is. Like, it's I mean, such a thirst trap and it's just... Like, you see this and you're just like, please, okay, Meteor, but... hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> hurry up, Meteor. Yeah. Take us all TikTok, out of our busy. come on. Let's go. Come on. Um. So, Ryan James, the anthem thing, anthem singer uh, for the Panthers last night. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of difficulty with O Canada. We're going to play... Uh, it's about 30 seconds. Maybe we should rise, remove our hats... Um, but here, here's the national anthem from uh, the Panthers. Here's O Canada last night between the Panthers and the Maple Leafs. O Canada. Okay, so far so good. Mm-hmm. Our home mm-hmm. and native land. It's already no for He's me, dog. Kind but whatever. Kind of dragging. Patriot love in all of us command. Okay, I'm, I'm out at this point. All in love with Zion. Love strong and free. Bro. Yeah. From. And again, uh, I usually feel bad because it's. All in love with Zion. Yeah. Is he saying golden love? Like. Oh, play that again. Golden love. Yeah, it sounds like golden love. Oh, my God. With golden love. Again, I, I would feel bad because I understand it, it has to be very nerve-wracking. I feel bad when it's anthem. like a kid and you can tell that the nerves have gotten to them and they've just yeah. lost it. This dude just was like mailing it in earlier. Yeah. Decided he's just going to go out there. What could go wrong? I'm just going to do that. Butchered it. Yeah, and the and, like and I he's said, getting absolutely clowned on because, like you said, he posted an hour before. Yeah, and the photo of him just <laughs> quote uh, still trying to learn the words to "O Canada" with his shirt off at the arena. Yeah, it's just the worst photo, and it's just <sighs> ugh. But good on Ryan James for not learning "O Canada." It's like that one that was sang in Las Vegas years ago in the CFL. You ever hear that version of Old Canada? Yeah, back when the posse was still down in oh, Las yeah. Vegas, when the CFL had that massive expansion to the United uh, States. Yeah, and they played in what Baltimore and the Baltimore Stallions were were the Great Cup champion Baltimore. Yeah. Stallions. Oh yeah, you better believe it. Like I am a Shreveport Pirates fan till I <laughs> till I die. Okay, right on. I love Shreveport. Uh, didn't they used to do like? 10 o'clock starts like local yeah. time for some of these Vegas games and they because were really and, hot because they're playing like in the middle of the summer and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, control. um, but I do remember that. Yeah, do you have it right there? I'm there's a folder loading, I don't know if I'm gonna have it. I don't okay, know, okay, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, we got to get to some text messages too. 
because um, Ryan James blew that uh, national anthem. But our listeners usually come through. And uh, you have a chance to win right now a four-pack, four passes, mm-hmm. four passes to Wingfield Golf Club right by the airport. George, we've had five straight days where we've seen blue sky on the morning show. You know what that means. Golf season's around the corner. It is around the corner. Uh, the planes are so close you can hit them. Well, you can't, but it's pretty neat to see them. <laughs> 3434 40th Avenue Northeast, right beside the airport. They got a 27-hole golf course. And even on a Saturday, you don't have to play the full 18 if you don't got the time. Nope. You just play nine. If that's or what you, you want to do. You can even play 27 if you wanted. Yeah, that would be even want. cooler. Sure, that's super cool. Uh, Wingfield uh, Golf Club. Um, they also have uh, facilities uh, to host your golf tournament, wedding reception, prom, birthday party, anniversary celebration, whatever you want to do in their facility that holds up to 250 Yes. All right. Uh, chance to win a four four passes to Wingfield Golf Club. Four passes to Wingfield Golf Club. We've been asking you all morning. The Flames playoff chances are lower than blank after last night's 3-2 regulation loss to the Golden Knights down at the Dome while the Jets go and beat the Ducks in regulation and the Predators beat the Seattle Kraken in a shootout. It looks no bleak. Help. No help. No help. This morning for the Calgary Flames. Texty McTexterson is our Sportsnet 960 The Fan Texturing Robot, and he joins us for some text messages this morning. Oh, Texty. Sean in Calgary. Mm. Flames playoff chances are lower than Lil John. From the window to the walls till the sweat drops dot dot dot. Oh. And so on. Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. I like that he left the little open to interpretation at the end. Yeah, I can appreciate that because then it can get on the air. That's yep. good. I like uh-huh. that. Uh, some of these are really good that just came in, too. Um, keep them rolling, Texty. Brad in Cochrane. Flames playoff chances are lower than Alex Brody's knowledge of the 90s. <laughs> that's timely. Relevant to today, that's for sure. Um, and not wrong. Nope. Not at all. Definitely okay. not. Uh, Brad, not wrong. Oh, you could also throw in GVP in there. Because Alex Brody's the champion. Yeah. So please do not besmirch the good name of Alex Brody because he's the champion today in the general knowledge quiz where he vanquished GVP. He <laughs> beat him like he stole something. Yeah. Definitely. And, and now GVP has to write a beautiful, heartfelt poem about one Alex Brody, which I'm looking forward to uh, him reciting. I've been working on it, yeah. Down the road. Wow, okay, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> uh, it's always best when it comes straight from the heart. Yeah, yeah workshopping it right now. Yeah, what else do yeah. we got? You don't have to do it today. Yeah, putting it through Grammarly, you know, yes, that type yeah. of stuff. Nice. Um, all right, what else we got, Texty? Matthew from Linden. Hmm? The Flames' playoff chances are lower than my serotonin levels after watching that game against the Golden Knights. Yeah, not too much pleasure. The pleasure sensors were down watching that game last night. Yeah, I wasn't firing off a whole lot of serotonin. When, when Lack was, of dopamine. When it was 2 nothing, did it even remotely feel like the Flames were going to win that game? No. Even like, though it was only 2 nothing for like four minutes. But like, yeah. just the way that things have gone this year, you're like... It, like, in a situation like that, you're like, okay, you're down 2 nothing against a good team. You're going to need a couple of breaks to go your way for this to happen. And this team just doesn't get breaks this year. Yeah. Just doesn't happen. And also uh, another game where they outshoot their opponents by 10 or more shots and lose, extending their NHL record uh, season for that. I like that. Yeah, it's great. That's so good so for good. everybody involved. Wow. All right. More Incredible. from Texty and more from you. Christina in Creekside. The Flames' playoff chances are lower than a frat boy's standards once the bar closes. 
Here we go. <laughs> and then at the exact same time, we got this. Kyler in Calgary. The Flames' playoff chances are lower than my standards at 1 a.m. at Cowboys draft night. Literally at the exact same time okay. these texts came in. <laughs> uh, with all due respect, is it Kyle? Are you, is Kyle a 10? Sorry? Kyle. No, but I mean, Hard like, to say. Like he's, he's yeah. being a, a big Yeah, he's a, implying that he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's like, he oh, gets I'm just going to lower of... my standards here, and you're lucky enough to have me. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. You're sure. not Ryan James, the lead, uh, the anthem singer yeah. from Florida last night. Yeah, tarp off. With his six-pack. Thirst trapping before the... Forgetting O'Canada. Butchering the anthem. Uh, let's keep him coming. Sean in Calgary. Flames playoff chances are lower than Lil John. Oh, wait. From the window. Mm-hmm. I had that one twice. Sorry, okay. guys. That's all right. Ty from Airdrie. The Flames' chances of making the playoffs are lower than the chance that my ex-wife admits I was right. <laughs> okay, I like that. There's, just, there's a little bit of bitterness in that text as well, which I kind of enjoy. I feel like there's a reason that the, the X part is there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these are flying in. Keep, keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Neil in Calgary. The Flames' playoff chances are lower than my self-esteem every time my girlfriend says, Don't worry, baby, it's not that small. It's a grower, not a shower. Okay, a shower. Ma- okay, maybe, Alex, it's, it is 7.48 in the morning. Maybe a little more discretion. When what that, do you want from me? Like, at what point did you think that, you know what, I'm going to talk about a guy's thing at 7.48? Look, I, 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 need, I need to make a call, okay? And in that moment... You made the it was wrong a good call. Text. <laughs> yeah. I hope that there's people smiling in their vehicles. That's I hope about so. all I I'm can... just glad it I'm glad it was misspelt and it said shower instead of shower. Yeah. Well <laughs> because um that specific statement, not the most and again, I I like to skate on right on the edge. Tiptoe on the first down marker. Even I like to be offside sometimes. Fourth and inches, you're going sometimes for it. I'm just too overzealous, <laughs> and I just I just skate through the blue line a little faster than I'm supposed to. Sometimes I like to be offside, but maybe Alex pass on that one at uh, seven forty in the morning. Hey, the text line's liking it, so <laughs> okay. Uh, get a couple more here. Neil in Calgary. The Flames' playoff chances are lower than my self-esteem every time my girlfriend says, Don't worry, we baby, it's not that small as a grower, not a... Stop, stop it! We stop. told you not to! Oh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. What is happening back there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the second time you've played the same... <laughs> Why you played a little jaw one again for the third time? <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to play the next. You know what, Do you want to casually drop an F-bomb on the again, program? Again, again, I don't like that the <laughs> listeners think I'm too hard on you sometimes. But it's really tough sometimes to stick up for you in a situation like that, Alex. Oh, I deserve it. Like I said, we all make mistakes. I make plenty every day. We all do. We're only human. But if I hear the little John one or the shower guy one more time, so help me God. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's do a few more here. Let's go. Kevin in Killarney. Oh, Flames playoff chances are lower than whale poop. And I don't think it floats. That's a good question. I don't know if it floats. 
I feel like you'd see it if it floats. I feel yeah. like we, we'd be more you, aware though? of this. The ocean is very vast. Matt yeah, Rose. but it would probably like wash up on shore, and I don't think it would, like, how big is a whale poop? Probably like the size of my dog. I don't know. I would assume, depending on the size of the whale. Yeah. I don't know a lot about whales and their Clearly. digestive systems. Huh? Clearly. All right. <laughs> couple more, Alex. Steve in Auburn Bay. The Flames' chances of making the playoffs are lower than the amount of antibiotics in Matt's yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's a metal you know, one. That's a deep cut. That, that was like last week. <laughs> yeah, when you said antibiotics in your yogurt. Because I meant to say probiotics because I was talking yeah, about how I need to get okay. gut health in the morning. Antibiotics, yeah. You know what's uh, good for antibiotics? Provastic. There it is. <laughs> Good job, GVP. Could have driven a semi through Swish. the gap there. Love it. <laughs> Swish. You know what? Thank goodness. It's... <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Like it's. I need a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need to recharge the batteries. Yeah. You know, wipe this like clean. A little power cycle, something like you that. Know, start a new week on Monday. Yeah. How many more we got here, Alex? I got two Outside more. of the shower and the little more. John text that you're going to play again oh. inevitably here. Two more before I'm banned from taxi okay. services. All right. Ian in Calgary. The Flames playoff chances are lower than a snail's belly. Do you have a cricket sound effect, please? Immediately. All right, keep going. Dominic in Alberta. The only thing lower than the Flames' playoff chances of making the playoffs is Marvin Gaye's sweet baritone voice. Mm. Okay. Uh, there's some good ones here, too, um, that I saw, Alex, about um, in-laws and at a hot tub. <laughs> thought that one what? was good. I did not see that. Yeah, Excuse I did see me? that one because there's so many rolling in here very hard uh, to vet them because, again, we really love our listeners mm. and uh, how much they're hammering in there. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, this is good. The Flames' chance of making the playoffs are lower than Alex having a job on Monday. Oh. Or are they? <laughs> I'm waiting for the phone call right now, I'll be honest. <laughs> I like the texture who said, hey, I thought it would be better at 7.50 than 7.48. Yeah. It's different. No, I love it. <laughs> um, um, you got any more? No, that that was all I had. Because I can't do it when the texts are coming in while we're doing the segment. The Flames' chances are lower than me surviving after taking John Wick's dog. The new movie comes out this weekend. That's exciting. I saw that yesterday. It's not worth seeing. Um, the hey. Flames' playoff chances are as good as you guys being positive on the show. I, I, I've I, been positive. I think we've tried to be pretty positive yeah. as best as we could for the last couple of weeks. Um, oh, We got a text to uh, my kids in the car. Seriously, you guys <laughs> need to clean it up. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I'm just saying. You can go ahead and uh, direct all of your, you know, we could just give out Alex's personal phone number. You guys could just start shooting a text or a call. Personal email. I like this one, Eric from Red Deer. The Flames playoff chances are lower than the altitude of that Chinese spy balloon. The very topical (laughs) text. Yeah. That was like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to play the Kate Upton one on the on the golf course, which no. is not a 7:53 text message <laughs> that should be played. Um, this uh, there's a political one. Uh, the Flames' playoff chances are lower than Trudeau's approval ratings in Alberta. Nice, Mike from very, Calgary. How clever! Very I saw good. That. Ha, saw ha, that ha. as well. Um, I'm trying to look at. Yeah, here it is. Um, 
The Flames' playoff chances are lower than the water levels after I get out of my in-laws' hot tub. Okay? It's not bad. <laughs> Does that mean he's a large dude? Is that I, what... Yeah, yeah, it's just... Paul and uh, Chancellor lower than my libido when I visit the retirement home, Paul in Calgary. <laughs> That's weird, Paul. That's a flick. That's a weird one, you, Paul. You had to sit down and type that out. Yeah. And then look at it and go, you know, know what? Which one do you like? I'll fire it off. Do you like any of these? Do we need to keep these going? Let me see. I think we can keep it going until the end of the show. Nothing has um, blown the doors off yet. All right. Keep them coming in. <laughs> 960, 960 name and location. We'll, we'll do more. Alex is going to... I like the whale poop one. That was good. Yeah. But it wasn't like... Uh, Alex amazing. is going to try to vet some more of these while we talk to Derek Wills and Dan Rosanowski. Vet. Yeah. So we're, keep them coming in. 969. If, if we've already read yours, you're still, in, you're, you're still in the running here. Yeah. You absolutely are still in the running. But you can also enter again. Yeah. 960, 960 name and location. We'll, we'll give it away, I guess, after Dan Rosanowski. Yeah. One more hour to go, mercifully. It's the big show, <laughs> Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.